1: Well, we would like to thank our sponsor, Empath IQ. Empath IQ provides healthcare reputation management for individuals, providers, practices, and medical facilities. Boost positive reviews, respond to negative feedback, and take control of your online presence. Go to www.empathiq.io, or call 858. 375-5686 Three seven five five six eighty six, and mention financial freedom to receive two months for free again that's empath iq e-m-p-a-t-h-i-q dot i-o Hello, my friends. This is Dave Denniston with the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, I have the pleasure of having a gentleman with me, Dr. Michael Neal. He is an eye doctor. He's the founder of Build My Team, which is a company dedicated to helping health professionals, healthcare professionals just like you finding the right superstar team members for their practice. So I'm glad to have Dr. Neal on to talk about hiring and um, perhaps even even good hints for those of us that are transitioning to practice and we'll take it from there. Welcome Dr. Neal.
0: Hi, Dave. Uh, thank you so much for having me, and I'm hoping to bring a, a lot of extra formula to the Freedom Formula for Physicians today.
1: Bam! There you go. Mic drop. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Neil, tell me a little bit about about yourself and, and growing up. I, I understand you're from Canada originally. I'm from Western Canada
0: originally. Grew up in a little town of 500 people in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And flash forward a bunch of years, moved down to Philly, went to um, optometry school in Philly and have been uh, practicing um, eye doc for a little over 20 years now.
1: What part of, um, is that near Whistler, near BC? Um, I was,
0: yeah, right, right on the border of Alberta and Saskatchewan. It's one of the few towns or cities in the world that splits a border. Part of it is in Alberta and part of it is in Saskatchewan. So you can stand with one leg in one province and another leg in another.
1: Oh, that's fun. So you're probably what not not too crazy far from um, from Lake Louise and and uh, Banff. Yeah. And-
0: oh yeah, the Banff is Banff, uh, Jasper, any of those places. My favorite places on Earth. I love that area. It's terrific. If you never had a chance to go, then. Um, hopefully you get a little bit of extra freedom from your discussions here with Dave and you can make that trip. It's world-class scenery.
1: I have heard, I have heard, we have a timeshare that um, that uh, has, has a place up there and we've gone all kinds of places, but that is one of the, the top ones on the list from Absolutely. people like yourself. Tell me about it. So Don't go wrong. Tell, tell me why, uh, why move to the States? You know, why, why change from Canada down to the United States?
0: Well, I applied to um, the optometry school in Philly, which is an absolutely fantastic school and uh, ended up moving down to, to do the, the program. Um, their program at the time was a little different. They were focusing a lot more on the medical side of things. Um, and so we, my wife and I both went to school there. We met in that school and we were basically trained on, I hate to say it, but patients who had about nine toes in the grave. So we came out of that school with, um, you know, all kinds of skills that we never thought we would need. And then we moved to rural Pennsylvania, um, where that type of patient just kept walking in our front door. Uh, so it, we ended up with uh, an optometry practice that's about a little over 20 years old now that, um, my wife founded of all things, and we have been in all kinds of, uh, We've had all kinds of craziness with hiring, and that's really where Build My Team, my company, kind of came out of—pure uh, necessity, as so often is the mother of invention.
1: Well, it's—it's. It's, uh, I know a lot about side hustles, and you know, it's—it um, definitely is something that can be done when you have the passion and the desire, and and you gain some knowledge in an area. For me, that's been land and and real estate, and and running. Um, businesses, you know, tell us more about the necessity, what happened in your practice that really? Well, sure. Um,
0: I mean, this is kind of embarrassing, but my wife and I almost got divorced over the HR issues we were having in our practice. And anybody who's in a, a like a private practice or a, a group setting understands this. It can be horrendous and just demotivating and, and functionally debilitating. The stress was ridiculous. We were embezzled from, we had all kinds of problems, you name it. Uh, I've been there, done there and got a box of t-shirts, unfortunately. <laughs> so tell,
1: tell me about the embezzlement. I'm curious. To oh, know. sure.
0: Yeah. We had a person uh, who was our office manager who was basically helping herself to, uh, well, all kinds of stuff. Um, it was a tremendous amount. And when we ended up, uh, our, our new bookkeeper at the time caught it. Uh, she flagged it and this she was the one of the first examples of our build my team process where we we look at how to find hidden superstars and this bookkeeper believe it or not used to be our nanny mm-hmm. she wanted to kind of grow from that position and i said well you have an absolute um, superstar skill set for puzzles and putting uh, stuff together and numbers, et cetera. And long story short, we started her in the, the bookkeeping position. And I think by about her third month, she caught this. She's just naturally gifted at that type of thing. And we, uh, that was the first role, essentially, that we looked at as a completely out of the box approach, saying, Well, there's no way a nanny can be a bookkeeper. Are you kidding me? You know, get out of here turns out it was a fantastic move. And she's still our bookkeeper today.
1: Hmm. So that's definitely one of those things that as business owners, we struggle with, where do you want to hire someone for experience and what they have versus their potential? You know, I think of a nanny, you would not normally think of a nanny as being hired as a bookkeeper. I mean, those are two very different (laughs)
0: That would be the last choice on the multiple choice test, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, and there's no doubt. That was uh, fortuitous in the sense that we started to see that you could predict how certain people would take their talents and strengths. And it became the foundation for our approach to, to do this. Um, the approach being that when what we do is we will... Uh, let's say a practice needs a secretary. I'll just pick on that position. They reach out to us and they tell us that we write the job description, we post it, and then we take, we post it all over the place. Um, 22 different job boards to get the most applicants possible, but here's the kicker. Now, these applicants, they run through our scientific assessment process, and we have this completely dialed in, so that when they're running through this assessment process, all of those things that I told you about the nanny to bookkeeper, we have created these algorithms that um, will determine if a person will be successful in that role. And I don't mean a little bit successful, I mean, superstar successful. Uh, When you take a person like that, who is naturally gifted, and falls back every single day on their natural talents and strengths, it's not a job for them. They don't actually understand why why it's so special that they get so much done in a day and that they're so great at their job. It's just natural at them. So if for them, if you contrast that to, oh, let's say the regular role, well, you know, the regular approach, you hire for personality, you want somebody bubbly at your front desk, somebody who patients are going to like, but Is anybody stopping and thinking about can they multitask? Can they handle massive, overwhelming tsunami levels of information that are coming at them? Um, Those are the like, those types of things are the foundational talents that are required to be a superstar secretary. And we have all of that defined for other positions like medical assistants, that type of thing. So, getting back to your original point, do we hire for experience in my? Uh, practice absolutely not. The only thing we're doing that requires experience is if there's a licensed position, uh, an optometrist, a dentist, a physician, any of those types of things. Otherwise, absolutely not. And we have proven this to the point of just nailing the door shut as to whether or not um, one approach is more successful than the other.
1: And doesn't don't you think though that there's probably a much
0: longer learning curve
1: for someone that doesn't have.
0: Oh, excellent question. Yeah. Excellent question. So I'll, uh, I'll just hit that with another hammer experience means you have to undo the bad habits. They're coming to you with bad habits. You might not realize it, but they are absolutely there. Now you have to undo them and you have to build the new training cycle. So that's basically double the amount of work, sometimes triple or quadruple, because those bad habits, they don't unwind easily. And sometimes they just don't unwind at all. We've taken people, one uh, person was a a deli worker. She used to cut meat with a meat slicer all day long. She was a secretary. Um, She learned incredibly quickly. She had the, the ability to do all of the secretarial things just naturally. It was a no-brainer for her. And as far as patients, when they got upset, it was, it was nothing. Nobody threw their ham in her face in our practice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with, with that approach, what we've been able to demonstrate in using our practice as an example, what used to take over six weeks I'm sorry, six months to get a a team member up and running in an administrative role. We now have down to between three to four weeks to get them moderately productive, basically productive, I would say, and six weeks to be completely productive. And we can do that time and time again using this approach.
1: Interesting. So for those of us that are listening that are newly attending physicians or we are residents or fellows or medical students, what, what advice would you give to people like us?
0: Yeah. First of all, um, you can't accept mediocrity in your team. It's the healthcare in America is just beyond that. It's hard. I mean, you have to, first of all, just draw a line in the sand and say, I'm entering a a position where I get to help people and it's incredible. However, you got to realize the day to day is, is challenging. If you have mediocre team members, challenging, isn't the word It, it becomes really difficult and stressful. And, um, you know, over time, the tolerability of the position and your role gets harder and harder. And anybody who's been in healthcare, I mean, is, is, Just nodding their head when you think about this type of thing. So first off, I would just reject mediocrity in the team. You have to hire better. And the way to do that is through um, assessments that predict what a person is going to, how they're going to work out in the particular role. So I would say that's number one.
1: Okay. Um, And what about, you know, as from the opposite end, rather than someone who is hiring others, you know, if we think from the perspective of, you want to evaluate your potential employer as to um, how good the team is, you know, how would you go about that?
0: Uh, A couple of different ways. And that's a great question. I would try and, I mean, if you're serious about a practice, I would spend some time in the practice, ask them to observe for a day you will learn more about that practice than you could possibly fathom just by observing in the practice. And I don't mean necessarily all the patient interactions. You have to be exposed to the physician or the dentist or the provider essentially, but walk around the practice, see what the team are doing. Are these people laughing during the course of the day? Do people look like they need to wear Kevlar and a helmet (laughs) in order to make it through the day? Are they um, just grizzled and miserable? If that's the case, then a lot of that is going to extrapolate to what your workday would look like as you join a practice.
1: And now let's take a moment for a quick commercial break. Individual physicians and practices use Empath IQ to tie their online reviews to their Google My Business page. We have made leaving a positive review a one-step process for your patients. It couldn't be any easier to manage your online reputation. Go to www.empathiq.io empathiq.io, or call 858-375-5686 and mention financial freedom to receive two months free. And now, back to the show. Okay, great. Great thoughts. And so spending a day or two or basically as long as you can, right? I mean, I think um, this is where something where if you're a a younger physician doing 1099 type locums work, right? Great way to get to see what, what a practice is like. Um, mm-hmm. If you can contract for them, right. you know, you spend more longer time than, than just a day or two. You may not have that, certainly if you've done your residency there, you know, you'll have a good idea for it. Or You've done your fellowship there. You'll have a good feel for it. Um, what about on the other side as we think about uh, maybe there are those of us that work, we're already in practice. Mm-hmm. We've been in practice for a while. Um, And we're in a hospital system where you may not have say over who gets hired and what that looks like. You know, what what would your advice be to people like that? Yeah,
0: that's probably, um, I mean, flat out just a lot harder. You're you're in a lot less control of that environment. Um, One might flip instead towards more of team building activities or approaches along those lines. Um, As far as trying to, you know, change the paradigm in that type of role, your only option would be to sit down with the senior HR people and strongly suggest they consider if they're not already doing um, that type of scientific assessment process as part of their hiring. It's so predictive and it it really is life-changing. So going back to a private practice type environment, which I'm Um, completely familiar of. This is a game changing way to truly enjoy your day. And we went through the process in our practice where I took over the hiring from my wife, who is an unbelievable uh, physician, incredibly empathetic, and pretty much the last person that you want to be doing hiring because she's so empathetic. Um, interviewees could take advantage of her super easily and, and manipulate her, and and what her goal was essentially um, was to to nurse um, <laughs> nurse wounded puppies back to health. I mean, I, I say that half jokingly, but she really looked at hiring in the same way that she would look at patient care because she's such an outstanding provider, an outstanding doc. So flipping that around a little bit instead when you start to hire team members who are um, maximizers they optimize roles they are able to um, to produce and they think in terms of well we have to be busy they want to be busy that type of thing you have an entirely different experience over the course of the day you have people that take ownership and responsibility of their individual roles and I mean how many Docs listening to this right now, just think I'm going into work on a Monday morning to babysit a bunch of people. You know, if you're going down the role of being an adult babysitter while you're seeing patients, that's massively frustrating and it doesn't have to be that way.
1: Great thoughts. And so tell me more about these tests. You know, there's a lot of different personality tests. There's, um, I can't think of some of them off the top of my head, but I'm sure many of us could probably imagine having taken some of these, you know, um, in terms of personality and strengths and talents and stuff like this. Tell us more, you know, are these like, is this a whole day worth of tests? You know, how, tell us more about the testing and how long it takes and stuff like that.
0: Our process, uh, it runs right around the 20 minute time frame for candidates. And we can tell an absolutely spectacular amount of information about them. That is all designed to be predictive in the particular role or roles that they're applying for. So for example, let's say they apply to be um, a dental hygienist or an optician, but they might be better off as a medical assistant or a secretary. We can tell that to our clients um we we really do uh, what happened in my practice that made this so special is it virtually removes almost all of the risk associated with hiring somebody because we know before they even come in for an interview whether or not they'll be successful in that job there's no if associated with it um this is so predictive it's it's ridiculous so now when they come in for that interview um, what the old way of doing it would be is look at the resume, figure out who might be successful, interview them, try and figure out who might be successful. And you go down that, that big old loop, it takes forever. Our approach instead is that Build My Team handles all of the application process, the assessment process, gives us uh, in our practice, the final candidates. And then we sit down with these people in an interview And we already know they're going to be successful. So we're picking the people that we think will be the most fun to work with, the most successful, that type of thing. It's a complete game changer. I've been told by other people who are in uh, um, hiring and that type of thing that we essentially flip the pyramid upside down. And I think that's a really good approach to, to the way we look at it.
1: So you're testing first and then interviewing second. Did I hear that right?
0: Always. And here's the kicker. We don't look at resumes until the bitter end.
1: So tell me, tell me more about the tests, you know, like mm-hmm. you're hiring for a receptionist. What tests are they going to take?
0: Well, the testing is, is a uh, proprietary within our company and the algorithms behind them are proprietary. However, what we're looking for are, for example, I'll give you some, uh, some quick ones. Is this a person who has a healthcare mindset? And by that, Um, we we have a defined healthcare mindset. Are they somebody who are looking for a job that can help people all day long, or do they just want a stable paycheck that's going to be COVID resistant because healthcare practices didn't really close? Do we want a person who's going to be able to follow process and likes extended routine? Who enjoys that? Somebody who can um, sit down at a desk enjoys a desk environment, enjoys working on similar things essentially over and over again, or is it somebody who wants something brand new every single day? Well, the brand new every single day is not going to work out for very long in healthcare. And so, we have a whole battery of, um, let's call them kind of conditions for each particular role within a practice that if they're a little more towards the routine. Um, As an example, they're going to be great at at certain things. If they're a little less, be a little less great at other things. We can take a look at their motivation. We can take a look at, um, at basically all kinds of different aspects and attributes about that particular person. What we're not looking at very much is personality in a traditional sense. Because you can get that bubbly person, like I said earlier on, to come in to be the, you know, fill the position. However, if they can't follow the procedures and the processes in the practice, you're going to have constant problems and that nagging babysitting that you have to do. So just to kind of simplify it down like that, we have the... The superstar criteria for each position, and we really want to make sure these these candidates um, nail each of them before we send them over to the the practice clients.
1: So I'm still not clear on what for a receptionist, you know what 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 are you sending them beforehand? Like I don't need to know the questions, but just like. is this like a a 200 question quiz? Is this a 10, you know, um, short answer kind of questions? Is this, you know, handwritten stuff? You know, tell me more about, you you know, Um,
0: how super easy. They apply via the job boards. They get a text from uh, our software and they can fill this. They just answer questions on their phone, on the computer, whatever it might be. And it's about, like I said, about 15 to 20 minutes of questions um, that our software will ask them. And by doing that, we can profile exactly how good they would be within our healthcare environment and for the positions. So one of the learnings from that is that most of the people wash out. Um, When I say most, we have a selection engine that runs right around 96 to 97% accuracy um, that almost all of them wash out. The ones that remain are the superstars. So again, that's where I said we turn the the pyramid upside down, if you will. We're not looking to hire um, just anyone who comes along. They essentially have to be a superstar before they even make it to the final level of the process
1: are these multiple choice? Are these short answer? You know, you said it takes about 20 to 30 minutes. You know what? Yeah. It's
0: a combination of both. It's a handful of short answers. So for example, um, are you able to hear the hours that you're expected to work? Are you able to work these hours? Yes or no. That, um, that's a little bit more of a shorter answer type Mm. thing. Um, we do ask them if they're going, if they're planning on living in the area or how long they're planning on living in the area what their driving distance to work is. So for example, if you're planning on being an administrative worker in a healthcare practice, and you're planning on driving an hour each day, well, we all know that's not going to work. All you're doing is telling the practice you want the job until you can get one that's closer. Mm. So there are some just practical limitations on these positions. And those are looked at through um, more of a short answer, if you will. And then our software sorts out the answers to that. And as far as the rest of the assessment questions, um, they're generally on the um, kind of the multiple choice uh, type approach, if you will.
1: Got it. Got it. All right. Cool. Um, we're about getting to kind of the time I want to wrap up the interview, Doctor Neil. What um, what other closing thoughts or or um, hints would you give us as we wrap up today?
0: I think the the main thing that I got out of our process when it was applied to my own practice is that the day-to-day stress that is accepted by uh, a practice owner or a, a partner within a, a practice from, that comes from the staff is completely unnecessary. However, we've all done it for years and years and years because there really hasn't been a better approach the better approach is to replace the team members that are giving you problems with the superstars, the A players. And then what you find out in a real big hurry is that not only does that adult babysitting role go away, um, but you end up having a lot more fun at work and it is entirely possible and it's completely predictable. I mean, we've done this in I think 35 states out of the country so far, and we're growing eight different healthcare professions and we're growing like crazy. So this, this was all designed to help um, docs not have to be in this situation anymore, because, you know, going back to the title of your podcast, Dave, um, the freedom formula, if you can't get away from your practice and you can't enjoy life, how much freedom do you really have? And that's where this has been a complete game changer for, uh, for my wife and I and our clients.
1: Great. Wonderful. And if folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that, sir?
0: Sure. Um, www.buildmyteam.com. That's b-u-i-l-d-m-y-t-e-a-m.com. And the uh, the way to get started would just be to hop on our website, schedule a free consultation call, where we can our team listens to your situation and advises how we can help.
1: All right, my friends. Well, there you go. There's a, another great some great hints, some great things to think about as we move forward, whether you're resident or fellow or a practicing physician or running your own practice. Dr. Neil gave us some great things to think about. Definitely feel free to check him out. We'll put some links in on the show notes for the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. This is Dave Denniston. Thank you so much for joining me. And remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt slash your taxes and live a liberated lifestyle.